Chapter 1. Prayer can be powerful, or otherwise. The name of the church is the Prayer Cave. When Pastor Thomas Muthy founded the church in the small city of Kiambu not long ago, prayer had played such a vital role for him that calling it the Prayer Cave was a natural. This might seem like an odd name to the ears of most American believers. All across Kenya, however, the most prominent nation of East Africa, creativity reigns in assigning church names. No other church that I am aware of better exemplifies what this book is all about. Praying with power. I think it is important for us to understand that prayer is not some ethereal exercise that has little measurable effect on the real world in which we live. I know of no better way to begin to understand how powerful prayer can be than to explore a concrete example such as the prayer cave in Kiambu, Kenya. I will tell you more soon. Prayer truly works. Meanwhile, a central thesis underlying all my writings about prayer is that prayer works. Not all prayer works, but effective prayer does. Powerful prayer works. I have emphasized those adjectives to highlight what many of us already know in our hearts, but sometimes hesitate to admit. Not all prayer is equal. Just as some prayer is effective, so some is ineffective, and some is in between. Just as some prayer is powerful, so, unfortunately, some is equally impotent. I am enough of a born pragmatist to have virtually no incentive to write a series of books about prayer in general. My interest is almost exclusively in powerful prayer, not in the other kinds. The essence of prayer is a personal relationship between a believer and God. Some call it intimacy with the Father. This is true, and it is important. For this reason, it would not be correct to say that any believing prayer is bad per se. I would not want to make a distinction between good prayer and bad prayer, for example. Some prayer, however, we must admit, can be misguided, and therefore lack the power it could have. James says, You ask and do not receive, because you ask amiss. James chapter 4, verse 3. Wrong motives can weaken prayer, as can sin in our lives, and many other things I will mention from time to time as we move on. The distinction I'm making is, more accurately, between good prayer and better prayer. My wife, Doris, likes to say, no prayer is wasted. All good prayer can be seen as a step in the right direction, but some of those steps may be smaller than they need to be. If you are reading this book, the odds are high that you have a burning desire in your heart to pray more powerfully than you ordinarily have been doing. You may be on a relatively low level right now, but you do not want to stay there. You may be on a high level of prayer power, but you know that there are higher levels yet, and that is where you want to be. Measuring the Power of Prayer How will you know when you reach a higher level of prayer? One way is to see an increase in concrete, measurable answers to your prayers. That is why I like to assert that prayer works. James does not say, the prayer of a righteous man avails much. He seems to go out of his way to say that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. James chapter 5, verse 16, emphasis added. If he had left it at that point, 
the statement would certainly have been true, although somewhat vague. To avoid this, James immediately goes on to make it more concrete. He uses Elijah, a human being just like us, as his example. Elijah prayed that it would not rain, and it did not. Then he prayed that it would rain, and it did. Elijah's prayers worked. See James chapter 5, verses 17 through 18.